listening to the podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 152 for the week of June 29th, 2014. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the podcast of Ice and Fire. We are the longest-running podcast dedicated to George R. R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire book series and occasionally HBO's Game of Thrones TV series. And we are coming back to you guys with yet another podcast episode covering uh, George R. R. Martin's novellas. You guys have probably stuck with us through the three episodes we did covering the Dunkin' Egg novellas, as well as The Princess and the Queen, which we did, I think, sometime toward the end of last year. And uh, this time we are covering the newest novella that was published in the Rogues Anthology that George R. R. Martin edited, and it's called The Rogue Prince. As always, this is Mimi. This is Ashley. This is Amin. And this is Kyle. Got the full crew back for this, which is great, because I feel like, don't we usually do the novella episodes with everyone? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. It uh, takes all of us to fix your gaydar, Kyle, so... Yeah, I... So combine yeah. our powers with these if, if we've all been there for... I think I might have missed one of the Hedge Knight episodes. Yeah, it was probably uh, Sworn Sword, the worst one. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm, I'm really excited to do this one because I really liked doing Princess and the Queen, even though that was convoluted as fuck, and I think it took us three hours to get through <laughs> just a summary without even getting into like a lot of detail about it. So this one is shorter, um, so hopefully our episode will match. But before we get started on our review, uh, Ashley, did you have a PSA? Yes, people of the internet, stop taking the clickbait. All these articles about George and when he's finished the book, and uh, I'm sure there's other things that have equally annoyed me, but you know, anything involving George, just don't click it, unless it's funny, then click it. I don't and even know what that means. <laughs> so don't click on our podcast. <laughs> it's not funny. No, it's, it's just all these clickbait sites trying to get your views for ad revenue. And it's, mm. you know, they don't actually have an article. They just, you know, are restating things that we've known and speculating. It's like, we don't know the date. We're not going to know the date until he posts the date. And then everyone's going to know the date, not some random BuzzFeed article. Did you guys really ever think we'd live to see the day where George R. R. Martin gets whored out for ad revenue? She's <laughs> <laughs> name dropped left and right, man. It's like it's I don't weird. know if I've seen George on any of my ads. Mine is just like X Men and porn. I don't know. I don't have him yeah. anywhere. They're targeted, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> what? But no, seriously, I agree with you. I see a lot of that stuff, and it feels like yeah, it's like BuzzFeed and just like garbage websites like that that just yeah constantly talk about Game of Thrones so that people will feel like enticed into clicking it which really I mean if you've been with Song of Ice and Fire uh, like a real fan then you'll know that you have to wait forever for the books to come out and you'll be miserable and the only time that they'll be ready to be published is when you are just at the end and you've lost all hope (laughs) on your deathbed and you've considered you've just literally piled up your books and you're about to burn them and you get the news from the publishers that there's going to be a release date when you're about ready to start a podcast, you know. He <laughs> had total brink of desperation. <laughs> there it is. Kyle, did you have something you wanted to share? Yeah, I already forgot what I was supposed to talk about. Um, remind me, what was I supposed to say? I don't know. I'll look at Mimi's notes. Oh, don't look at my notes. Those are my <laughs> notes. Those are private. Um. Oh, shoot. No, I don't remember. No. 
Well, we do have Comic-Con coming up, so maybe we can mention if people want to meet us there. <laughs> we do have Comic-Con coming up, and I think we decided that Wednesday night, preview night on the 23rd, we're all going to get together, the podcast crew, uh, minus Ashley, yeah. and the yeah. podcast listeners. I know Jen Rose is down. She's DTF. So I guess we're going to get together, have some drinks. Oh, we are? Yeah. I hate you all. Yep. I oh. was told, I was encouraged to get Kyle drunk, and I swear I would follow through on this mission. Wait, are we doing that on preview night? <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be a four-day bender for me, so I don't know what you guys are doing. Why, why are we doing it on preview night? Well, it's going to be after preview after night. It'll preview be over night. by 9 or 10, right? Well, yeah. I feel like not everybody's down by preview night. Like, a lot of people don't have preview night tickets. We did a poll. We did? Yes. Everyone's there by the... Everyone of any importance oh, is there. Well, I've, I haven't seen this <laughs> poll. <laughs> Kyle's not but, important. I hope I can make it. Don't worry, listeners. Those of you guys who can't make it Wednesday night, uh, assume that we will be DTF every night after Comic Con. So I'll tell you where yeah. the meetup will be. It'll be in line while I'm sleep. I'm I'll be sleeping in line for Hall H from about midnight to 9 a.m. I think uh, like Friday night, Saturday morning. So I'm really excited, you guys. It's gonna be yeah. great. Nice. Um, and you two are sleeping together, right? What? <laughs> yes, Amin and I Holy are going praise. to be total strangers uh, sharing a hotel room for the first time. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I might join in on that. You should. You should absolutely join in. We can just do video podcasts all night because that's nice. what people want to see, right? We could be like Rhaenyra and Damon and Mushroom. <laughs> I was going to do cosplays. Yeah, well, I was thinking about a mushroom cosplay after reading this. So, <laughs> no, I didn't remember we talked about it, and then Kyle was like, "We're press. We shouldn't cosplay or something like that." But shit, yeah. I did say that. You did tell I, me I, I didn't, that. I didn't really mean that. Well, too late. Now I'm not going to be able to come through on my cosplay. <laughs> um, I don't have anything um, to cosplay. So. Yeah, I feel like people work on cosplays for like. Five years Ever? or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Ashley would know. I feel like every day Ashley's Facebook post is on the brink of insanity for like just not making another cosplay deadline. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving in two days for a convention. My coat's wow. still in its shambled state of barely together. Why can't you just like staple stuff together? Honestly, it'll come down to hot glue. Okay. It always comes down to hot glue. There you go. Yeah, people apparently put a lot of work into that. So uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to insult Ashley by trying to throw something together in just a minute. So, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm real excited about my notes. I was just reading them again. <laughs> um, so I wanted to know if you guys wanted to go ahead and get started because we're doing apparently a midnight recording. Midnight for for Ashley, right? Yeah, but I only woke up like half an hour ago, so I'm quite awake right now. But you're go. an owl, right? Don't you wake? Yeah. Don't you work? <laughs> Oh, I live by the night. I have no idea what your I time frame is. <laughs> like you guys, y'all, I am a professional lady. i got to wake up early tomorrow and fire someone, so let's oh. go. Yeah, tomorrow's oh, Canada Day. Amin yeah. and I are off. Tomorrow's oh, Canada Day? Canada Day. Is that like Boxing Day? It's like the 4th of July, except on the 1st. What do you guys do? Do you guys blue. eat hot dogs and stuff? Yeah. Canadian bacon. Momo, shut up. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. A um, little bit of background about The Rogue Prince. Of course, you know, these novellas have always come out in anthologies that George R. R. Martin edits, usually with the Gardner de Zois. <laughs> did, did I pronounce that wrong? I'm sorry. That's embarrassing. What did you just say? The, the other editor who does the cross-genre anthologies with George. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So this was published on June 17, 2014, so we are actually doing a novella review within the same month that it was released. Congratulations to us. 
George's uh, contribution, the rogue prince or the king's brother, is, I think, the last one in the book. And I think the whole focus of the anthology is really, I mean, again, just like the last time it was Dangerous Women, this is about rogues. So the focus of this particular novella is, I guess, takes place before The Princess and the Queen. It's supposed to be focused on Daemon Targaryen, although I feel like it didn't really do that as much as I expected. Um, Not really, right? I thought it was going to be, like, all about his crazy Robin Hood life, but it was really just kind of like the build-up to everything that went down in in the dance of of the dragons. So I guess, uh, what do you guys want to do as far as the lemon cake scale, Amin? I'll give it... 3.5 3.5 out of 5, and I was initially going to give it 3. I was a bit disappointed reading it. It went up in the reread. I just it didn't compare much to Princess and the Queen. Some people have said it's the prologue to it. Uh, there's good stuff in there, but it just, I felt like there was something lacking in there. Yeah, it was a bit short, and it would have been interesting to see both of them kind of together, I think. I mean, it would have been a lot to follow, but it doesn't feel like it does something radically different from The Princess and the Queen. Um, of course, both of them are written in a very... Um, in a very, like, academic style, right? It's supposed to be, like, transcribed from the Archmaester. Yes, certainly. What do you think, Kyle? Lemon cake uh, wise? Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. I didn't think we were going to do lemon cake ratings on this one. We but, always um, do lemon cake ratings. We do it on the show. We don't do lemon cakes on chapter reviews. That's crazy. No, not chapter. We did, we did it for all the novellas. Could you shit together, Kyle? Did we? Ugh, <laughs> I was so <laughs> drunk during we did. those. Kyle hates lemon cakes. Everybody <laughs> thinks I'm high during these, or maybe during <laughs> something else we did. I don't remember. But, um, so, uh, <laughs> which I'm You're not. picking mushroom cake. Um, God, mushroom. Um, so, uh, I don't know, I guess three. It's kind of weird, because we all knew it was going to be just ripped from the worlds of ice and fire. And so, in that regard, I knew it was just going to be a history. And when I'm reading the histories, I'm not expecting everyone to be nonstop action like the princess and the queen was. So, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I wasn't surprised that it was short, or I wasn't surprised that it was this information-packed one. Um, so I, I'll give it a three. I, I enjoyed it, and uh, I want more. Ashley, I'd give it a four. I, you know, I, I like this stuff. I like all the histories, and I get a kick out of it. So I, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I, it wasn't a book, but you know, for what I was getting, I was just happy to get more information. I'm with you. I, I give it a four because every time I read about the history of Song of Ice and Fire in any and really any time span, whether it's, you know, the age of Duncan Egg or whether it's current day canon or the stuff in between, I, I feel like it's it's always been really good to get that exposition, to get that backstory because it really feels like George has been actively creating this whole mm-hmm. long, extensive history. It's exciting. And that it, yeah, and it feels like these these events don't occur in a vacuum. You know, there's always the tenuous connection that the history has with the present. And I That's definitely it, I feel like a four too. I change the <laughs> But you know, I really like reading Targaryen history. We just don't we don't get the full weight of it in you know the current day novels. It it's so far removed from Robert's reign and everything that happens after it. So when we do read Duncan Egg, when we do read about, you know, the Dance of the Dragons, it really brings you back to that heyday of Targaryen rule. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, if the whole Aegon from a dance with a dance with dragons um, ends up being like this hidden black fire. That is some of the theories and whatnot. If like all of this information we're learning about the Targaryens is just going to make the experience that much richer. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> so we uh, we are still. 
exposed to this through Archmaester Gildane, right? Did you guys feel that in the first one, in The Princess and the Queen, that he had very much of like an, um, like a leaning towards the Greens? And I feel like this time he's maybe a little bit more loyal to Rhaenyra? I could certainly see that a little bit. I, I felt like in this one, it was like whenever something sort of debatable came up, mm-hmm. he gave multiple perspectives. And I'm sure that happened in The Princess and Queen a bit, but not to this it was extent. more prevalent in this Yeah, one. definitely not to this extent. I do feel like he, I mean, it was an objective, dry narration in The Princess and the Queen, but I think we decided that he had a sort of loyalist slant, right? Is this the guy who wrote the story or the one who was you know, mentioned op- opposed to Mushroom. Uh, no, the one who wrote the story, Gildan, oh, okay. not, not the Septon Eustace. Okay. Um, but I don't know. And, and I think the last time we talked about this, we sort of discussed where our loyalties like, um, were when we were sort of understanding the whole Dance of Dragons showdown. And where, where, do you, where were you guys all on that? Where did you land? Because I know that I was all like Team Rhaenyra forever. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I was leaning toward green. Oh, bastard. <laughs> mean. Are you still leaning towards green after this? Yeah, because this is supposed to, I mean, Damon's supposed to be a rogue, but he's just a douchebag. I mean, he is a douchebag, but Rhaenyra <laughs> yeah. did not sound like a douchebag in this. Yeah, I, I retract yeah. my previous, I'd, I'd hit that statement. <laughs> well, I think a lot of the story shows that people are more against Damon than Rhaenyra, and it was just she was got lumped together with him. That was the problem. Maybe if she'd stayed separate from him, it would have been better for her. Yeah, but there are douchebags on both sides. Otto Hightower, for one. I believe my notes referred to him as a douchebag several times. Hashtag douchebag. Exactly. Uh, If we're talking about uh, Gildane and and his views, I kind of feel like Gildane actually is kind of criticizing Viserys throughout this thing. There's a kind of a... keeps saying like he's always like a pliable king, except when it matters. Like the few times where he should have listened, he went the wrong way. Poor Viserys, though. I feel like he was really just trying to keep the peace. Like, that's a rough life. Yeah. And your woman no. and your daughter are always fighting. I mean, I think <laughs> that he was trying to do his best, but he really should have just picked one side and stuck with it. And I think in trying to appease uh, both the green and the black, it it was just such a mess. I mean, in a way, he did pick one side by yeah, saying Renera was his heir. Yeah, yeah, but he needed to reaffirm that when he was Yeah, he needed to have kept her in court and not yeah. sent her away to Dragonstone. So I guess, do you guys want to go through it like we did with the princess and the queen and just walk through the summary and take uh, four hours to do it? Take us. Yeah. All right. But we can point out his mistakes, like Viserys' mistakes. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, we need to start a count for his mistakes and then also for every time that Mushroom is disgusting. (laughs) Um, Mushroom is more more of a rogue than uh, Damon. Yeah, Mushroom. (laughs) Does the story secretly about Mushroom? (laughs) He nasty. Okay, so... This begins with um, just this whole, like, introduction to the man that Prince Damon Targaryen was. And, again, this is where this story really sort of sets us up for a background of Damon's life. And, in fact, it says a consideration of the early life adventures, misdeeds, and marriages of Prince Damon Targaryen, as set down by Archmaester Gildane of the Citadel of Old Town. It's not really about his life, though. It's just kind of about how he fits into the scheme of the whole falling out. And they talk about to some he was a hero and to others the blackest of villains. Did not see any hero shit from him whatsoever <laughs> in this. So not not sure if that's because Gildane is not entirely being object- objective or because Damon never did anything cool in his life. Uh, <laughs> but 
He's a creepy uncle douche. He is an <laughs> uncle. He's definitely really creepy. Um, so we start out talking about old King Jaehaerys the first and good Queen Alison, and they had a bitchin' rule. They did a great job. And uh, then Prince Balon, who was handed the king uh, and the Prince of Dragonstone, died. So Jaehaerys... Um, Jaehaerys, yeah. Jaehaerys was ruling for what, like 70-something years? A million, yes. Um, a million <laughs> years, yes. <laughs> a prosperity. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was a bitchin' rule, okay, Kyle? Let's just leave it at that. Well, goddammit. <laughs> Fine. No, because he died, he was 90-something, and he and he became king in his late teens or his early 20s, I believe. Yep. I think that was Jaehaerys, so yeah, quite a while. Apparently, people were even crying in Dorne. Yeah. Like, oh, he was the one who disbanded the faith militant, so he did something yep. cool with his life. Um, <laughs> but he came after Magor the Cruel, right? So I feel like anything would have been better. Boom. Um, but yes, he, uh, get my notes up. So bitching, he, I think was the last thing you said. Yeah, bitch and rule. Uh, and then he had to find another hand of the king because his bro died, or his son. And, um, he gets Otto Hightower. Uh, and Otto brings his, you know, his family to court, including his 15 year old daughter, Alicent. And, uh, she read to old bro till he died. Um, and that was in the year 103 AC. So he was, yeah, he was, uh, 69 years old, which apparently is old in the Seven Kingdoms. And, uh, everyone was upset. And then they had the Great Council of, uh, 101, and that basically established, uh, Viserys I as the king. And that was in accordance to the council and, um, Jaehaerys' wishes. So Viserys, he marries, um, Ama Arryn. And uh, she's not that good at baby making. She has one daughter, and that is Rhaenyra. And everybody loves the shit out of Rhaenyra. She was what the joy of the realm, the realm's delight. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Um, super precocious. The king and queen doted on them, and you know, generally great rule. Viserys. Uh, lots of people loved him and his wife, and. Um, Rhaenyra became a dragon rider at the age of seven, and she's taken into service as the cupbearer for her father. Is that, like, a significant thing? Hmm. I mean, the way he says it, yeah. Right. It seems like she, she would normally be sent somewhere else, but she's kept close to learn from him. Yeah, so it's the idea that he's grooming her for command, right? Starting at a really young age, at age eight. Yes. Just like Tywin was grooming Arya for command. Got it. <laughs> God, don't. It hurts. It literally hurts. Don't. <laughs> Um, anyway, like I said, so Otto Hightower, being a real bitch, and basically everyone began to resent him. And one of the things that happens is that uh, we talk about, I guess we discover his rivalry with Daemon Targaryen, who is Viserys' ambitious younger brother. What do we think about the description of Daemon? He was given Dark Sister by their papa, right? Yes. So he was obviously really good at fighting. And was Viserys from a young age, was he just kind of a pushover? He wasn't a good fighter or anything? He was just sort of... Yeah, it's kind of like a nice Daemon Blackfire comparison with Daemon and, and uh, his brother. Like exactly. It reminds different. me of the Blackfire Rebellion. Hmm. Okay. He just he like a, just looks like a happy fatty, according to the portrait on <laughs> Amok. Again, it comes back to Daemon the Good and Daemon Blackfire, right? Yeah. Yep, exactly. So um, this Daemon, not unlike... The later Damon is good at fighting, gets Dark Sister. Um, so, wait, so wait a minute, Dark Sister is that's not, not the Targaryen sword because Blackfire is right. Well, I think it's the Dark Sister is one of them. There's there's Blackfire there's, and Dark Sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
There's, there's two. Uh-huh. Interesting. Looking up the history. And we don't know. We don't know what happened to Dark Sister. Oh, that's the one that just disappeared. We don't even know what happened to Blackfire, actually. So yeah, those the Targaryen swords are lost. Yeah, we have theories about it, but we don't know 100 percent where they are. So um, the thing that really, really uh, that I dislike about Damon is that he treats his wife terribly. Mm. He is married to uh, Lady Rare Royce, the, bronze the um, Lady of Runestone, calls her his bronze bitch. She's like real rude. Um, he just seems like a total red pill asshole to her, and tries to, to divorce fair, her. We we don't we don't know what was going on in that situation. She might yeah. have been horrible. <laughs> she might have treated him twice as worse. <laughs> he was like he probably deserved it too. Yeah, but he made some rude comments about the women in the veil. Oh, he certainly did. But then he left. Maybe that okay. was a nice gesture on his part to just. He only shows up whenever he was, wants to try to get lands out of there. It's like it's the only or something out of yeah, there. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't think that the women of the Vale were very happy with him. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least yeah. the Aran was any indication of what women of the Vale were like. Well, she's not. <laughs> well, she's, she's the Tully. <laughs> yeah, but she hung out there for a while. Maybe it made her crazy. Oh, so, so what did the Vale like metamorphosize? <laughs> <laughs> There definitely seems to be a lot of uh, Targaryen marriages to that area, though. They're trying to yeah. keep them within the realm. Um, also, Damon can't lock down a job to save his life. He uh, <laughs> was master of coin for a whole year, and then a master of laws for half a year. And then he went and invented the gold cloaks, which is kind of cool. Yeah, we get the history of the gold cloaks. I was a little I was excited about that part. That was yeah. pretty neat. The one good thing he did was giving them clothes. Because they were all just ragtag, dressed up in whatever, and he actually gave them something to wear. That's kind of cool. Yeah, he clothed them, and then uh, he just did awful shit, apparently. Oh, yeah. But not to them, just with them. Just with them. You know, just justice, oh. cutting pickpockets' hands, gelding rapists, slitting the noses of thieves. This doesn't sound too bad to me. Yeah, apparently people like them. The small folk in the city, because, you know, I think you were just guy. scared of him. It sounds like <laughs> you were scared of him. He drank for free, and he always left the gambling pits with more money. Um, Wait a minute. Are you hating him because he wounded people doing bad things? Well, first of all, I don't think if you steal something, you should get your nose slit open. I feel like that... Mm-hmm. No, you should get your fingers chopped in half. That's Davos. Well, that's what he, well, that's what he did with the pickpockets. I don't know what distinguishes a pickpocket and a thief, precisely, but... No, no, I think he did a good thing getting the city in order, but I also think that he did it by just being scary as fuck. Yeah. In his previous jobs, he was forced out of them by uh, the high tower. It wasn't that he, like, lost them, well, per se. Not yeah, all but he might not have been good at them. <laughs> he was pretty bored by the first few. Took up a whore mistress, uh, Miss Arya. Arya? Miss Arya. Oh, that's different. Um, so he takes up a mistress. No surprises there. And he really, really wanted to be successor. I mean, he's thinking, yeah. look at this, my older bro, he doesn't have a son. I'm, you know, Prince of Dragonstone. Was he? Well, he was, he wanted to call himself that. I mean, yeah, his whole life he's trying to become king. That's the quest of his life. Well, at this point, I'm, I'm kind of with him because there's the whole, there's a law they already created about the women not getting, um, not the rule. So all, all Viserys has is a daughter. Who, by the way, Rhaenyra loves the shit out of her uncle. And the, what is the, what is the age difference between them? So I can be properly skeezed out by this. <laughs> um, I think it's like fifteen years. Yeah. So this is when they were married. Their ages. Uh, that's that's, uh, this I can hear that pretty, pretty young. Yeah. 
Wasn't Mrs. Um, young when he took She was 23 when she married him at 39. Okay, well, that seems less gross at that point, but at, at this point, point yeah. it's gross. Um, but yeah, she's, you know, a big fan of, of him. He's, you know, scheming to be the heir to the throne. Otto Hightower over here is like, no fucking way this is ever going to happen. I fired him from these jobs, and there's no way he's going to take the job of king. Um, at around the same time that happened... Uh, you know, and it's funny because it was actually Otto Hightower's wish that Rhaenyra succeed her father because he was so hell-bent on Damon not getting it. Yeah. So originally he backed Rhaenyra's claim or supported it or whatever. Um, and around this time, it looks like Sir Kristen Cole was appointed to the Kingsguard to fill the place created by the death of Sir Ryan Redwine. Legendary Ryan Ryan. That <laughs> motherfucker ruined everything. The kingmaker. <laughs> oh really? What? Yes, he ruined everything. <laughs> I thought I, I was I was I had slightly improved opinion of him. I still think he did the wrong thing and reacted wrongly, but I was my opinion of him went slightly up. Well, I did not before. because it seemed like he did this just to be a little bitch, actually, because of this backstory. <laughs> like the princes and the queen set it up to where his actions were pretty, like. Obscure. He was a jilted lover in, in, in Princess and the Queen, but here he wasn't even a lover. Like, he actually, at least he didn't do that. Well, we don't I mean, exactly know. Well, maybe, lover. maybe. We'll get to that. But apparently, yeah, Kirsten Cole, uh, real dreamboat, Rhaenyra, in love with him. So he gets his appointment, he gets his white cloak, and then Viserys uh, brings in Lionel Strong, Lord of Harnhall, to join the small council as Master of Laws. So Strong. Li- Lionel Strong, um, we don't hear a lot about him, but he's interesting. He studied at the Citadel. Really, really smart guy, um, exhaustive knowledge of the Seven Kingdoms, but he comes off as, I guess, dumb because he doesn't talk a lot. He's a big dude. And he brings his uh, sons to court with him, and the elder one is Sir Harwin Strong called Breakbones, and the younger one is Larry's the Clubfoot. Didn't he end up being the Master of Whispers? Yes. Okay. Uh, then, Anna dies in childbirth. Zoops. Her son did not live. And it was actually... Uh, was this one of the first fights that they had with Viserys and, and Damon? Yeah, he was like toasting the death of the kid. The kid. Yeah, like, that's rude. Uh, so yeah, Viserys <laughs> has put up with Damon being a little bastard for too long, and of course they're, he was pretty upset about that. But once the morning had run its course, the king pretty much um, de- went ahead and declared Rhaenyra the rightful heir. There were ceremonies and shit to confirm this, right? Hundreds of lords you know, swore to her honor and defend her right of succession. Damon was not there. He uh, was being a titty baby, flying around and knocking <laughs> up his mistress, which is weird because I thought Damon would be there. But, of course, now we get this backstory that he's been, you know, trying to be the heir. So, of course, he wouldn't have gone and sworn fealty to Rhaenyra. Then um seems slightly unrelated, but uh, Damon mad and his baby mama miscarried. So then that kind of brought him to a fever pitch with being mad at his brother for some reason. Well, because he had to send her away and then she miscarried. So it was kind of indirectly caused by her brother. Yeah, it's bad logic. <laughs> her brother's pissed off. Like He gave the egg to the mistress and that was like a step too far, apparently. Not Wait, the I mean, egg. You don't do that, right? Like, she's a mistress. Yeah. Don't give her no dragon. Yeah, he, he, he was ordered to go back to his bronze bitch. And he just was like, okay, he went back. But if she wasn't worthy, it wouldn't hatch, right? That's the idea. That's the rumor, right? Yeah, and we see a little bit of that later on when the baby gets the egg and it doesn't hatch. So, 
now Viserys' wife has died, he's got to remarry because he's still young and he might father a male heir. He's not even 30 at this point. And uh, the suitable choice would have been Lady Lena Valerian. Yes, uh, to she's bring 12 the together, to his yeah. almost 30, which is, you know. But she's apparently an ideal match. And this, again, reminds me of Lyanna Stark hmm. versus Robert ending up with fucking Cersei. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, Lyanna would have been a splendid queen. I mean, it wasn't really Robert's fault, actually, that this happened. But the series yeah, really definitely his it. fault. He doesn't want to bang a 12-year-old girl, which is understandable. Um, but he's he been looking at waited. Lady Alicent. Yeah, he could have waited. I mean, I mean it, this he, was a mistake of not bringing He's still pretty young, back. isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's almost 30. You don't really wait when you're the king and you don't have a male heir. you got to kind of get on that. Well, Do you guys think this whole thing just blew up because Viserys refused to be a pedophile? I mean... And it, was, I mean, it wasn't even like... I mean, that was part of the reason why he didn't do it, but it's mainly he's like, I don't want to marry for reasons of state. to have his own way. If we've learned anything from the Song of Ice and Fire, yeah, is that you're supposed to marry for reasons of state. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is the takeaway from all of this. But they were going to bring the houses together because we got the whole Valerian... Valerian yeah, they're house a badass there. house. And so... Can we go on a little? Can you give me a little history of this Valerian house, Mimi? Since you're our Targaryen expert here. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so they they were just another house from old Valeria. Is that what it was? That also For the island of Driftmark. Or? They're not yes, from they, Driftmark. Yes. They landed well, on. Well, they ruled the island of Driftmark. Yes, yeah. but they were originally from the blood of old Valeria. Yes, and they eventually die out, right? Because there's none left. Well, there's the bastard of Driftmark. Hmm. So he's a Valerian? How do you, I, don't know. I think there's a couple of them around, but they're shit now. they got nothing. There's nothing compared to the power. They're shit. Yeah. Well, no, they were around in a clash of kings. Yeah. I mean, but like, they've lost so much power compared to what they were at this point where they could defy anybody. It yeah, seems so right crazy now the Valerians that. is headed by, like, well, as of a clash of kings, they were headed by a six-year-old. So. Oh, well. And they're still yeah. in Driftmark, obviously. It seems so strange that because they have the looks of the of the right, they've got the same hair and the eyes and everything Targaryen style. I, I would think in present time they'd want to downplay their connection to Targaryens. Hmm. True. True. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So here's that was here's what one mistake. I mean, he could have waited if he's worried about her being young, but just not not bringing the Valerians back at this point. This would have been a good yeah connection instead of instead of bringing the high towers in and causing another like opening another box here fuck the high towers why would you even do that Otto already proved himself to be a real bitch being hand of the king why would you want to like even increase their power yeah and they're they're quite powerful i mean it makes you think like what they're going to do in game of thrones time because they haven't actively done that much yet but they still have a lot of power oh but here we get us weekly gossip piece number 1 lady allison's virtue she <laughs> might have banged damon she might have banged him first. Uh-oh. What do you think? I would not put it past Damon to have banged anything and everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and we don't even know if there's any consent there. It, it yeah, might have... the type to care about that. It might have been that he tried to. And I, I don't know whether he succeeded or not. Furthermore, the serving man who brought the news to Damon that his brother remarried to Allison... He whipped at the serving man to within an inch of his life. Yeah. That is some crazy-ass shit. That is... Yeah, he had it coming. That is... <laughs> if, that, if that's true, that's really bad. That could be just somebody making up the story. It doesn't yeah. say that it was gossip. I mean, it seems like... Yeah. seems like that could be confirmed. So Damon's mad. I don't know why Damon's so mad, unless he had already banged her or had tried to. 
No, I think he just realized it meant that Hightower was winning this. uh, Oh, that's a good point. And also, there's more chance for Viserys to have an heir, right? Absolutely. Granted, if he married the 12-year-old, he still had an opportunity. So I really don't know what Damon expected. Yeah, but he really hates Hightower. (laughs) Yeah. And um, obviously, uh, the House Valerian's mad. And who was the Lord of the Tides? It was Corlys? Yes. So, of course, their daughter gets passed over. She does not even care. She's flying. She's flying dragons. Flying dragons. Yeah. No big deal. Um, <laughs> she does not give a shit. Uh, okay. And um, I guess Damon goes off to the Stepstones and does some pirate stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, well, he, he meets up with the Valerians, and they're like, let's, yeah, let's do something. They're both pissed off. Let's blow some steam at the Stepstones. Wait, is this when the Triarchy has already taken over the Stepstones? Yeah. Okay, so the Triarchy fought the pirates, got all the pirate and shit out of there, and kind of took over the Stepstones, brought them sort of together under one umbrella kind of thing. And then Damon just declares war on them. Well, they kept raising ta- their levy fees. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a side story about the Black Swan, and I feel like we've heard about the Black Swan before. I looked like, her up because I was very interested in this. Mm. I want to hear more about it, and uh, we haven't really heard anything about her. We haven't, mm. but we did hear about the courtesans, and there was, I think... Is it like maybe, a title maybe related to the Black Swan? I think it or? was the Black Pearl. Mm. That's or, part of the I Caribbean. Too, but then I wasn't thinking, wondering if it was that I was confused. No. No, there she Black Swan was the famous courtesan, but we talk about the we heard about the Black Pearl or the daughter, daughter of the Dusk. Okay. Like so we did hear a reference to the Black Pearl, the Veiled Lady, the Merlin Queen, the Moon Shadow, Daughter of the Dusk, Nightingale the Poetess. So we hear about the famous courtesans, but the Black Swan had preceded them all. Yeah. And she was from House Swan, Lady Joanna Swan. Or Johanna Swan. Because her father was too cheap to buy her back. Well, the non-cult. The non-cult didn't pay for oh that. It's all about the bad non-cult. How can... Oh, I'm just like, how can that not get you, like, shunned? Creepy non-cult <laughs> anthology is what this should be. <laughs> yeah, that should be the next anthology name. The not creepy non-cult. <laughs> so, um, if Balon Swan went to lease, would he? Would people be like, ooh, Swan, da-da-da-da? No. I wonder. No, you don't think so? been a long time yeah you know (laughs) history runs deep in lice so damon does his thing kills some crab bro and uh viserys isn't worried about it he's like let damon do his thing it keeps him out of trouble play at war yeah Yeah. um so then uh, alicent has like a bunch of babies she's popping them out yeah it's the reach blood is able to quite fertile non-stop popping them out and staying nice and slim yeah, she pisses up right now. <laughs> um, then I guess uh, she has a bunch of babies, and then then at this point, Allison and her her father make too much noise about the heir. Um, you know, they they really push Viserys on trying to uh, uphold the ruling of the Great Council of One Hundred and One. And Viserys does not want to revisit this shit. He's already decided his daughter is going to be his heir. And because Otto is being too loud about this, he gets stripped of his title. And uh, Lionel Strong gets promoted to Hand of the King. So even after Otto returns to Old Town, the Queen's party is still hanging out at court. And, of course, they're the Greens. Um, and then in 111 AC, they have a tourney on the fifth anniversary of the series' marriage to Alicent. And this is where the whole green versus black fashion riot thing happens. Dun, dun, dun. We already went into that last time. 
Damon comes back, ostensibly on this occasion. He comes back calling himself King of the Narrow Sea. And it looks like Viserys and Damon reconcile, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we get, he comes back to the seat on the small council. Things look all right with bro. And this is where the drama blows up, y'all. I got four pieces of gossip, okay? Wait, hold on. Before okay. the gossip, isn't that tourney where, um, where break bones becomes broken bones or whatever? No, I think that's no, another not yet. No, okay, never yeah. mind. Not Proceed. yet. He still got his bones. All right, so let's talk about these four pieces of gossip, because Damon comes to court. He's pretty cool towards Alicent, and he obviously doesn't like her or her kids. Uh, Spends a lot of time with Rhaenyra, doing his creepy uncle stuff, but then he leaves. And this is where we get all these different sources, right? And I really like that um, Archmaester Gildane or whatever attributes all of these different different pieces of gossip to different sources. So Grandmaester Runciter... says that Viserys and Damon had a bro fight, so Damon bounced. I don't believe that. Others assert, gossip number two, that Alicent nagged her husband to send Damon away. Plausible. Okay. Also plausible, yeah. Uh, gossip number three, though, that was from Septon Eustace. He says that Damon seduced Rhaenyra, claimed her maidenhood, and when they were discovered abed, um, Viserys would not let them get married and confined his daughter to her chambers and told his brother to leave and said, we're just going to bury this. But then we get, yeah, very creepy, but Mushroom, Mushroom, the court dwarf slash fool. Wait, is he a dwarf? He is a dwarf. Oh, I I missed that part. Okay. We only get a brief mention of Mushroom and the princess and the queen. Um, They just mention him as a court fool. And... But here, I mean, this is really where he comes to light in this particular piece because he just has a lot of gross shit that he wants to say. And his gossip is that Rhaenyra has been crushing on Sir Kristen Cole, common knowledge. Damon, in true creepy uncle fashion, decides to give her sex lessons. Very cruel intentions. Uh, and <laughs> apparently just doing all sorts of nasty shit with her. But he doesn't take her maidenhead. He does. They did pretty much everything but that. everything but take the maidenhead. Yeah. Everything but. Uh, apparently, she was supposed to. Sir, you know, Septon Eustace says that she gave it up to Damon, but Mushroom says she remained a maiden to preserve her flower for Kristen. Even Honestly, Mushroom was supposedly got in on this too. <laughs> I don't believe that part for a second. But yeah, that part is just... <laughs> well, well but apparently he's Patrick um, painting it there. So yeah, yeah. I feel like if if Damon had any inkling that Rhaenyra was going to be the heir, he would have put a baby in her immediately. Hmm. Uh, the, the thing that pushes me toward, I mean, either either way, it's, they're both bad. They're both a bad situation. But it's, it's like Damon. I believe the part where Damon said like, "Who else would take her now?" He's trying to screw her over. I kind of believe that. Yeah, sounds like a Damon thing to say. Yeah. yeah, I'm on the fence as to, you know, what exactly went on. But something went on, that's for sure. Yeah, I definitely don't think it was as easy as they just had a bro fight. Um, no. It definitely had to have some Rhaenyra context in there. But, of course, this, you know, Mushroom's whole thing is that Kristen is horrified, uh, rightfully so. Because I don't know who gets turned on by a girl going up to them and going, my uncle taught me some sex tricks. <laughs> uh, and he spurned her, which would make sense, kind of given the context. Actually, of the it's, it's very dangerous liaisons, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it's more that one. Teaching her some French. Well, um, 
seen it. It's more about the girl horrifying her husband by knowing all these things when he expected her to be very virtuous. Yeah, she's Sorry. probably she's still pretty young at this point too. So this is they're all yeah, young. So they're all like kidding. twelve years old in this damn story. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, you mad, Kyle? You just turned thirty, didn't you? <laughs> Goddamn young kids, young whippersnappers. It, it, it just it's it's basically abuse. What Damon did, he just took advantage of her. It's, it's just disgusting. Yeah. Like, but we don't really know. We're just going by hearsay. We don't we don't know what we happened. don't we don't know. I agree with you. Yeah, um, that's right. They did it because he loved her. <laughs> I no, I mean, if, if, he, if he didn't do it, then that's one thing. But if he did do it, like, oh, I, guess you're saying I don't think he would have gotten sent away if there was nothing going on there. It could have I been, don't... I mean, could have been something else. He could have diddled Allison or something. Yeah. <laughs> could have been the wife. It could have been, yeah, Lady Allison. Or... Could have been Viserys himself. You know, he could have just been creaking chopping. that door. <laughs> And Lord Strong says they should put him to death, but then Eustace is like, oh, he'll be a king's slayer if you do so. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of detail in the mushroom account, so yeah. you, know, you you want to believe it, but talk who knows? Him. Yeah. So Kristen Cole gets named Lord Commander around this time, and uh, then... Isn't he like the youngest guy in the King's Guard? <laughs> he might be. At this point. He's a badass fighter, though. He seems like he just got appointed to the King's Guard, and now, oh, you're going to skip over everybody and be Lord Commander. He's very good, apparently. Uh, but So the next year, Princess Rhaenyra turned 16, took possession of Dragonstone, and got married. So, obviously, she's Princess Rhaenyra. She's been courted by bros since birth. Um, and Allison actually wanted her, wanted Rhaenyra to marry her uh, half-brother, her oldest, uh, Allison's oldest son, Aegon, to basically put Aegon on the throne. Allison is such a scheming bitch. Um... But I think that would have worked out as well. Yeah, there would, would have been no Dance of Dragons had that happened. Well, it worked out unless you're Rhaenyra, and then you don't have... Yeah, but she is older, though, so she could still learn to also herself maybe manipulate him. I mean, Dude, if they united them somehow. The big that, that Her husband would be dead in a year. <laughs> <laughs> so Rhaenyra ends up marrying the gayest gay that ever gayed because her father <laughs> and the small council paired her up with Laenor of Valerian, which is good. We want to bring House Valerian in this. Uh, but the wrong pairing, that's the problem. Like, you want to pair them in, but you, if, you, if it's going to be a fake marriage with no real heirs, then it's... Oh, they, well, worse. He, he was able to... Oh, well, we actually, we don't know. There yeah, we, we don't know. He's 19, and uh, it Just is... Just look at them. You can know from looking at them. Oh, don't Cersei <laughs> Jamie this thing. I mean, who knows? <laughs> it's, it's a totally... It's not even a secret. I mean, it seems like everybody in the entire realm knows that Lenor is not interested in the ladies. Yeah, that doesn't um, mean he can't get a lady pregnant. No, it's just, I mean, the genetics, though, of, like, what happens later. <laughs> two people of, um, two blondes, and and the kids come out brown hair. It's a little questionable. Maybe more genetics brown. She it. just, you know, it was there, a threesome. She just <laughs> blended that up and, you know, come on, take your chances. Uh, so I guess we have some more pieces of gossip here, right? I was going to say, like, they, they have a Cersei-like quote when they're like, I'm not fond of fish, but if you serve fish, I'll eat it. It's like, that's Cersei thinking that, that line by the maester. <laughs> He's like, oh man, we might not like Hippocrats, but you put it ahead of him, he'll quaff, or, like, or he'll quaff wine all the same. Oh yeah, like, yeah, that is. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of gay men who have children. Yep. Yeah, but that, that is true. They can do it, but uh, that's, that's something. It's a certainly like type quote. I don't know. Um. Yeah. She apparently did not. Obviously, did not want to get married to him, but ends up having to. Uh, I think this is the one point that Viserys has been pretty, pretty fierce on. Right. 
he seems pretty easy going up until now, but he pretty much uh, told her that if she didn't marry him, that her succession could be undone. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now we have more gossip, guys. Are you ready? Yeah. Ready for this? Gossip number one, according to Seth and Eustace, <laughs> is that Sir Kristen Cole was trying to get it that night and uh, told Rhaenyra to run away with him. But Rhaenyra, like a total boss bitch, you know, she's blood of the dragon. And she's not going to live out her life as a wife of a sellsword. So she turns him down. Okay. Gossip number two from two. Mushroom. Very different. Apparently, in his version, uh, Rhaenyra was trying to get it. And um, Mushroom is obsessed with Rhaenyra's virginity for some reason. And she's trying to foist it on Kristen, and he is not having it. So Rhaenyra, obviously rejected and furious, uh, leaves, runs into Sir Harwin Strong, and I guess just decides to bang him. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but this is Mushroom's, I guess, this is his citing the beginning of the Rhaenyra Harwin Strong thing, right? I feel like this is something he wouldn't be privy to. He said he found them in bed. Yeah, he's always he's they, even when they like leave, they take him with them. He's well, like, always there. And he's, he's if like, he found them in bed, then how would he know that what led up to it? Maybe he was just chilling in the walls and listening to them talk about it. Mm. I don't know who chilling in the Lord Commander's walls, spying when she came on. I don't know why anybody would have sex and then just spend the next morning recounting how they ran into each other the night before. But <laughs> it seems like a weird. Maybe he's the one who put the the. The, the passageways in the Tower of the Hand. He's been sneaking around there to figure all this stuff out. Well, his brother is going to be the Master of Whispers. Yeah, I mean... But yeah, we're talking about Mushroom. Oh, sorry. I was talking about the guy in the bed. The no, but that Mushroom is somehow related I, to I, blood and cheese. I just feel like this is too much for him to even guess at. It's a lot. Mushroom seems like he's making it up for attention. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but so do you think that she went to him or he went to her? That's, that's big on his character. I I don't know. It makes you it makes you question why he. I think that Kristen Cole did the shittier thing and crowned Rhaenyra's brother when he knew that she had the succession. I don't think Rhaenyra did anything to him. Hmm. So I could see was, that more the act of a spurned lover, like he went to her and right, she rejected right? him, so he just completely flipped. Because what. But it doesn't seem to In the first one, she doesn't, she doesn't completely the... reject him either. She's like, just stay with me and be my lover, basically. She just doesn't want to leave. But that's the way it implies. If you could set a lot of your Kingsguard vows, who cares about marriage? But then the, I guess the alternative is that if she went to him and he was being a prude, he's mad because she ended up banging Harwin? Yeah, nothing yeah. seems to make sense in this situation. I can't... Well, his, his reaction is bad, but at least he, in one story, he's still honorable. So, like, he doesn't... So the question is, which one was it? Yeah, definitely the the story in which he's trying to be a sellsword uh, kind of tarnishes his position as Lord Commander. I believe everything Mushroom says. <laughs> you would. <laughs> no, not. Mushroom is in a position to see it. Like, Eustace, like, the Septon, is whatever. He's just, like, trying to clean things up, put up a clean version. And he's, Yo, what the, he's the perfect eye level to see through every keyhole in the Red Keep. <laughs> Whatever happened, you guys, it spawned a lifelong feud between Rhaenyra and Kristen. Hashtag Jerry Springer. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess she goes, gets married, sets sail for Driftmark. And uh, during her wedding shenanigans, because, you know, seven days of feast and jousting, Kristen, oh, well, in addition to Kristen acting out, he turns to Queen Alicent, 
you know, gets her favor, and then just like just rains down terror upon the tourney field. <laughs> he kills. Well, he doesn't kill. He uh, he beats the shit out of Harwin Strong. And here's the moment. Here's the moment, Kyle. What happens? Sorry. <laughs> He breaks his collarbone and a whole bunch of other bones. Just <laughs> and, one uh, other, the elbow. <laughs> oh, just one other. Sorry, the elbow. And Mushroom, <laughs> from that point on, calls him what? Break bones? No, broken bones. Broken bones. Broken Damn bones. it, I don't have my wiki open. Jesus. I'm looking at how strong right now. Sorry. You caught me off guard. But you guys, it is the night of kisses that got totally fucked by Kristen Cole's anger issues. Uh, his Joffrey <laughs> lawn mouth who was the Knight of Kisses, which is a, God, just a pansy, pansy name. Um, he is, he's, uh, Rhaenyra's husband's lover. Yeah. He's, uh, uh lover number one, two, three, four. I can't get him, I get him on Well, me. he was lover number one, the first. Yeah. Lenor's, like, absolute favorite. Uh, which is, is like a whack-ass wedding because Rhaenyra gives her garter to Sir Harwin and her husband gives his to Sir Joffrey. <laughs> he was wearing a garter. <laughs> apparently he was wearing a garter. Apparently that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Cole takes it out on him and cracks his helm and he dies six days later, which is deeply upsetting to Sir Laner. So why was Kristen Cole being such a bitch? I mean, this is the first time he acts out, right? And the second time was to turn to really just spur the whole Dance of Dragons, I feel like. Yeah, I guess this one kind of leads towards him wanting to take her away. Yeah, he's being real hateful. Beats the shit out of her as a lover. I mean, I can see him having something, an issue with um, Strong, but why this guy? Why, Why does he give a damn about the Valerians? He's just, he just pissed off. Maybe he wanted to be the new Knight of Kisses. <laughs> well, it, it feels like, I don't know, intentional. It's, yeah, it seems like the, yeah, it does seem intentional, and that would make me think that that um, he wasn't, that she slept with him that night. So, like, Mushroom's account would be true. Hmm. It could have been a mix of the two. Who knows? It could have been she slept with Harwin Strong, but, she, you know, Kristen could have tried to go to her first, you know? Yeah, it's pebbles of truth in every rumor, right? I it wouldn't be surprised me if it was a merging of the two pieces of gossip. But um, at this point, Kristen and Allison become BFF, and Sir Laner goes <laughs> back to High Tide, and he, it's okay. He gets a new boyfriend. Sir, yeah, it Sir doesn't Carl. take very long. Yeah. <laughs> He's all right. He heals. Who's, who's the new guy? Sir Carl Corey. Right. Carl, as in Carl the Maid. Same Carl. Spell. Carl. Oh, Gin Alley. Gin <laughs> Alley. <laughs> what? Oh, it's from the show. Don't. <laughs> okay. No. no. I was a killer of Gin Alley. Septon Eustace, uh, not that it's any of his business, but he says that Lanar and Rhaenyra shared a bed no more than a dozen times. <laughs> Mushroom gots to add his nasty spin on it and says Carl was in that bed and Rhaenyra was watching them get it, which yeah. is just not any of your business, Mushroom. How does he see any of this? <laughs> he's just sitting there in the room. Yeah. He's, he's a... But then he also contradicts himself, right? And he claims the princess would leave oh. her husband. Uh, That's not contradicting. Sometimes she gets involved and sometimes she leaves. Yeah, exactly. Well, the account says he contradicts himself. I know, but the but the account is saying it wrong. Yeah. Like, I mean, the guy's interpreting it wrong. He doesn't get the, like, sometimes, sometimes she's involved and sometimes she leaves. Whatever happens a year after her marriage, Rhaenyra has a baby. And it does yeah. not look like yeah. the father. He's got brown hair, brown eyes, and a pug nose. So this brings me to the question of, is Rhaenyra's and... Um, 
her her husband there, whose name I can't remember, Lannan. Um, uh-huh. What's their heritage? Are they 100% Valerian? Yeah, I mean, she, well, I mean, she is, uh, she's half, um, half Targaryen and half, um, Arryn, right? Yeah. And then Arryn herself, again, has Targaryen blood. I mean, like, they have, a, both have a lot of There's Valyrian a lot of Targaryen blood. blood. There's a lot of Valyrian blood in her because but Queen Alice is part Targaryen. But there is non-Valyrian so. blood in them as well. There is, but the, the way the Martin genetics works is kind of really <laughs> odd to have this. this yeah, Lannan, pretty much, he has the silver white hair and the purple eyes. I mean, he's got all the strong Targaryen features. She has a baby that looks like a pug. Nice word there. It's not Targaryen features, it's Valerian features. Valerian, mm-hmm. yeah. But if uh, there are the genetics, if there are the codes there for the brown, I mean, I, that's more the dominant gene. Uh, all, the, all the Targaryen and, and Valerian genes seem to be more recessive. Yeah, so when you put them together, they're quite likely to have another recessive. Well, they're both not 100%, right? Well, they're both expressed. It's like 50-50. Like, so if she's expressing the Valerian looks and he's expressing the Valerian looks and they're both recessive, and then... But there are plenty of recessive parents. I mean, there are plenty of... Uh, you show me one. Uh, let me go on. Oh, they do. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, okay. Yeah, but just the way that all these kids all look like the strong is just it's a bit much. I mean, bad luck, but not proof. As Allison said herself, this said is, herself this maybe is keep George trying. R. Martin, okay? It's not Gregor Mendel. Yeah. This is this his way of handling it. Martin genetics is even worse. Damn like, it's even stronger. Keep pods out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, she has her first son. Uh, Jacarys? Jace. 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 Much yeah. cooler. They wanted to call him Joffrey. Thank God he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's overruled. All right. Joffrey's so then... common name. Yeah, but he's after the Knight of Kisses. He wanted to name him Joffrey. <laughs> and uh, the series is like, well, we'll make Jace share a, a nurse, a wet nurse with his cousin, um, Allison's third son, Dayron, so they'll like each other. Didn't work. The following year, uh, the bronze bitch of Runestone fell from her horse and cracked her skull upon a stone. I feel like I hear a lot of stories about people falling from their horse while hawking. That's how um, <laughs> Olenna Tyrell's husband died, right? Yeah. Well, he, so he actually just... rode off a cliff, I think. Yeah, just rode off a cliff while hawking. Seems like a dangerous sport. Do you think that there was any foul play involved? Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I When I was reading it, that was the first thought in my head. I wonder if, like, uh, she was a lesbian or something, maybe had her own lovers. Maybe, like, that's, fun? that's why she... Like I'm just, just I'm just making this up, but maybe that's why she didn't get along with Damon. Seems like Damon would be into that. <laughs> but only if he was allowed to, but maybe she kept him out of it or something. Well, he hates the women of the Vale. I don't know if yeah, lesbians of the Vale would be up to that. She could have been a faithful wife, and he could have just been a red pill ass. No, I'm not, I'm not justifying what he did. I'm just saying like maybe she kept herself busy that way. I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, hmm. Hmm. You're just saying that you don't think hawking is a ladylike sport. <laughs> no, Sansa goes hawking even or wants to, right? Oh, that's right, she does. And I know uh, the Tyrell girl; she's always out there with her cousin Marjorie. Yeah, <laughs> God, it's been a while since we read the book. <laughs> um, Damon, real thrilled, uh, he goes to try to lay claim to her lands and fails. Um, he gets kicked out of the Vale, which I thought was interesting that he took that lying down. And um, so I don't think he was going to start a war with the Vale and the throne. <laughs> Not, not at that point, no. Yeah. But he goes. I was say he okay. goes and marries Lena, yeah. who was the chick that uh, Viserys turned down. Hmm. So very much brothers uh, exchanging fiancés or possible fiancés at this point. It's a little little Starkish, um, but yeah, it's cool how he does it. He kills her weak ass fiance, <laughs> <laughs> who was over in the Free Cities, right? 
Well, he's from there, yeah, but they, it was kind of like they had to get rid of him. He wasn't useful anymore. Yeah. He was this awful son It was just burning yeah. through money and being a douche. Kind of interesting you can't get well, out of... It? No, it was his father that was being the douche, and the son, unfortunately, was no longer worth anything to them, so... No, the father no, died, and then the yeah. son wasted all the money. Oh, yeah. I thought it was uh, the father was just being... had lost it all. Oh, no, 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 no. He was terrible, and you apparently just can't get out of an engagement by being like, no, you're mm. not working out. Because uh, there was a much more of a connection between Essos and Westeros back then, it seemed. It seemed like they yeah. were much closer. There were more bonds that did, like the Stepstones were actually this this land that people fought over. Like now in modern, modern, I say, in the current books, it just seems like nobody cares about the Stepstones, and, and there's no like intermarriage sort of between the two worlds. Yeah, there was. I mean, Dorne is still connected in a way to them, but the, it seems like the whole kingdom was kind of yeah. They were marrying and sending people. I, I feel like now, right now, Westeros is more concerned about shoring up its power amongst the all the major houses rather than you know. Yeah. It's, it's not the power isn't stable enough to start bringing in Essos. They're, they're just trying to get all the houses on one side and, and together. Yeah, I think that's a good point. The yeah. episode was quite more involved. They had all these like emissaries and stuff writing about what was going on. Yeah. What do you guys think preempted that division between them over time? Do you think the Targaryen banishment fed into yeah. that? Yeah. But between the split of Essos and Westeros? Yeah. Well, just not maybe not even so much as the split, but the distance between them as we. Mm-hmm. Know. It might have even been the Blackfire Rebellion because you know mm. a lot of that they mm. ended up the over exile. there. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Uh, Westeros, like Essos, kind of needed Westeros to kind of balance the power thing with the triarchy, and then later Essos completely breaks apart and totally the three cities, and so they kind of they don't need them anymore. Mm. I think it was, it was they were there was a special time where they were both relying on each other there. Yeah, very true. Um, so he marries Lena and uh, goes on like a real strong honeymoon, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I took out of it. <laughs> Bitchin'. Bitchin' honeymoon. Yeah. Um, and then she is with child. Dun, dun, dun. Twin daughters, right? And Pentos, she gives birth to them. Um, Rhaenyra, in uh, 115 AC, gives birth to her second son, continuing to give birth to... Brown-haired, brown eyes, brown-haired, pug-looking kids. Yeah. Just not at all, clearly. Very strong boys. Yeah. Very strong. Um, so this really deepens the divide between the Greens and the Blacks. I mean, of course, yeah. uh, Rhaenyra doesn't like any accusation that her kids are bastards, and Alicent is... Do keep trying, she says. Sooner or later, you'll get one that looks like you. Oh, she's so catty. <laughs> oh, and I then... Me too. That line makes me like her. In in should, my mind, she yeah. just is Regina George from Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, at this point, uh, Lena and Damon have their twins, right? Rhaenyra has yet another kid. This one she gets to name Joffrey, or I guess Lena gets to name him Joffrey. Well, Joffrey's yeah. the third kid, right? Joffrey's the third kid. Third kid. Once again, looks nothing like <laughs> Valyrian blood. So... These allegations uh, are pretty rampant, but her sons all have eggs and they all hatch. Dun, dun, dun. So, what does that mean? I don't know. They could it just is be dragon seeds. Could yeah, it could just be the yeah. fact that they were gonna hatch, but apparently they're tying <laughs> it to some sort of Targaryen blood bullshit. 
Um, it's worth pointing out at this point that Rhaenyra just can't lose that baby weight. I know that feel. Um, <laughs> not from having babies, but just Oh, baby. <laughs> I I'm know. You, sometimes you eat too many tacos and you just never bounce back. The taco waste. You can see too many tacos and pop out a baby. It's like, what? It's, uh, apparently, it's worth pop pointing out tacos. that Allison stays a strong MILF at this point. <laughs> and so that deepens the yeah. divide between the two women, right? <laughs> so, so Martin sets up this, you know, this, um, animosity between the cousins on each side. So it's Aegon, Aemon, and uh, Daron, who are Alicent's sons, and Jace, uh, Luke, and Joffrey, who are just some common-ass names uh, on Rhaenyra's side, Mm. hate each other. And we knew this from the princess and the queen, but it's interesting seeing that it has always been that way, even if they were raised in court together. Yeah, Yeah, And even earlier, the dragons were kind of snapping at each other, like reflecting the, the feelings of the people, which is interesting. Exactly. Um, so they point out that Rhaenyra and Lena become good friends, but then Lena dies in childbirth. No, I liked her. I don't know anything about her, but I liked her. But the baby was twisted and malformed. Ooh. What does that mean? I don't know. At least was it like a Danny baby? But maybe it's a Danny baby, yeah. Yeah. Who's the kid that came out with six toes on his feet? It was one of their twins, right? Was it one of the twins? I think so, yeah. Oh, no, it was, um... Allison's grandkids, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Uh, Aegon the Aegon the second. Aegon and uh, yeah, yeah Helena, wasn't it? Helena. Mm-hmm. Yes, I make a note. This is Allison's oldest kids, Mary, and have whack ass twins. So yeah. I think that's probably what that refers to. That doesn't happen yet, though. Yeah, Allison's son and daughter. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which? What do you think? You make your kids have sex, they will have some weird kids. Yeah. Beautiful Targaryen males. Yeah, the genetic defects are strong. <laughs> strong so, with this one. Lady Lena's death was the first tragedy. Of course, obviously, it's not going to be the last. What's the name that of this? She... This is the bad spring or something? No, you're thinking... Are you thinking about the spring sickness? No, no, not the spring sickness. They call this the um, the year just oh, yeah, everybody's dying. They gave it a name. The year of the red spring, yeah. Red spring. Is that 120 AC? Yep. Okay. Um, at this point... She dies, and her brother follows. Sir Lenor Valerian, he uh, was slain while attending a fair in Spice Town, which is a real anticlimactic way to go. Stabbed to <laughs> death by his boyfriend. <laughs> That's not funny, you guys. That is a strong betrayal. Well, I mean, they were fighting, audibly, yeah. for everyone to hear. And apparently, uh, um, the uh, Lenor was, uh, had picked a new dude to be friends with. Yeah, so Grandmaster Melos writes writes that Lena was killed by one of his own household knights. Eustace says that um, that was jealousy that Lena had grown tired of Carl and uh, got a new 16-year-old boyfriend. Mushroom, as usual, with the most outlandish theory, that Damon paid Carl to kill Lena, arranged for a ship to carry him away, and then cut his throat and fed him to the sea because Carl was never seen again. And Not that, unbelievable. Mushroom at court, <laughs> what, what are you doing, Mushroom? <laughs> what are you doing with your life that you know all of this? He has a thousand eyes and one. Yeah. <laughs> and one giant, one giant one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that happens. Sucks for House Valerium, man. They lost their daughter and son pretty yeah. pretty closely. Uh, around this time, we go back to the cruelty of children. Um. 
this is where the royal cousins get a little skirmish, and we get all one eye Aemon out of it. It doesn't seem like it's a particularly big thing. It was. Um, wait, wait, wait. We uh, did we skip the Strongs and Harrenhal? No, that's, that's, that's God damn it! I have no Kyle. I'm sorry. You are doing a fantastic job, and I'm just I'm gonna back away. So there's a fight. I mean, do you want to explain how this fight happened? Is it important? Uh, I mean, it's important that he gets the dragon. He gets Vagar, and then the, he's basically insulting them about being strongs, and they fight each other, and then he's kicking the shit out of them, and then they pull a dagger on him. Cool job, Luke. <laughs> I hate and this kid. <laughs> Amond or Luke? Amond. Yeah, you gotta root for Luke. You gotta root for the Rainier's kids because they're bastards. You feel bad for them. Oh, you got the guy was fighting three three to one. I mean, he is older, but still. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the kids were like six at this point. Yeah, yeah. Was, they, didn't, they didn't even have to come back to fight him. They came back. Like, he pushed the guy in the dog shit or whatever, the dragon shit, went on the dragon, and then they came back to fight him. How shitty is your life when a five year old takes out your eye? <laughs> <laughs> I lost an eye, but I gained a dragon. Win win. Worth it. It's a pretty cool dragon. Um, so, he turns out bad later, yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, the series is like, okay, I cannot handle this anymore. Allison and your sons, you'll hang out at court. Rhaenyra, you take your kids back to Dragonstone. And this is a this is a big point of contention here, because had Rhaenyra stayed at court, the succession might have ended up a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. And Eric Cargyle sent with her at this point. Um, yeah. No one's real happy about this, except, Mushroom says... Um, Damon's happy because Dragonstone and Driftmark are pretty close. What's up? Time to comfort Rhaenyra. I'm going to fly my dragon over there every night. Uh, now we get to the Strongs. Now, Kyle. Sorry. We'll talk about the Strongs. Strongs the Elder Strongs perish. Lionel Strong, the Lord of Harnhall, handed the king at this time. He takes his son and his heir, Sir Harwin, possibly Rhaenyra's baby daddy, to uh, Harrenhal, and a fire breaks out. And both father and son were killed, along with a bunch of other people that don't matter. That place is so, cursed. <laughs> yeah. We got four pieces of gossip here, okay? You guys gossip let me know what time. you think. First one, one, that there was a curse, which clearly yeah. Kyle believes. Curse. <laughs> I, that's what I believe. Curse, right? I believe that Roos Bolton is going to die a horrible death because he's the only one who has ruled Harrenhal and hasn't had a horrible death. Uh, well, maybe there's more than four pieces of gossip because two. Two. Uh, thank you. Mushroom. Fucking mushroom here at the conspiracy theories that the sea snake had set the fire as an act of vengeance against the man who had cuckolded his son to take out Harwin. Cuckold. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that's, seem plausible to me. That's Doesn't little, seem like the sea snake would be bothering with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little crazy. This is this is one where you're like, how did Mushroom know this? Because he's not. Well, well, was he was he in that area? I guess he was with Rainra. Like no, Mushroom was always just hanging out at court. Like no, he gets taken with Rainra, Rainra at some point. Like she takes him with him. He's always oh, traveling with somebody. Is it Rainra? He's yeah, always he went with Rainra, but he's not anywhere near Harnhall. So. So you think? Yeah. No, but I mean, was he near enough the sea snake to hear about uh, that happening? Maybe. Septon Eustace says it was Prince Damon. Seems like the usual suspect, right? Removing a rival for Rhaenyra's affections. Because if she's still banging Harwin, she has no incentive to bang him. Yeah. Well, the weird thing is Mushroom is usually the one who keeps saying stuff about Prince Damon, but here it's the other way around. Right. Like so, wonder why. I mean... It's not implausible to assume that Mushroom knows more than Septon Eustace does. But I don't know if that's just because we don't trust trust Septons anymore. Hmm. Um, or because Mushroom has a cool name. It could really go either way. <laughs> the next 
piece of gossip is that, thank you, could have been Larry's clubfoot, the youngest uh, strong, well, I guess a little brother, to take out his father and his older brother to become the Lord of Harrenhal. And he did. Dark. Could have been clubfoot. You can't trust him. He became the master of whispers. True. Could have been a kinslayer. Ah, I don't know. Which one? What theory? There's more gossip though. There's more. Oh shit! Number it for me. Five. Grandmaster Mellis says the king himself might have given the command. If the series had come to accept that the rumors about the parentage of Rhaenyra's children were true, he might have wished to remove the man who had dishonored his daughter, lest he reveal the bastardy of his her sons. But he would not have meant to take out his own hand, so that would have been an unfortunate accident. Unlikely. Yeah, but although we do hear the series cracks down real hard yeah. on rumors about the uh, his grandsons being strongs. Hey, he pulls out people's tongues. He he cracks yeah. down like fucking Thursday on that. So maybe yeah. well, maybe it's possible. His his daughter would be sentenced to death if it was true. True. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe there was two different fires. The people were setting fires together. <laughs> <laughs> maybe everybody set a fire. Maybe it was not a good correct. day for the strong. <laughs> They all got together. It's like the, the five of them, like, yes, this whole turns is strong. <laughs> Led by Mushroom. So, at this point, the, the you know, the post of Hand of the King is vacated. The series is 43 now, apparently, which is really old uh, in this day and age. He thinks about sending for Rhaenyra, but he doesn't want to bring her back. And there would be too much conflict with the queen, though he thinks about it because, obviously, he wants her to the be his right successor. Decision. Would have been the right decision. Mm. The series there, fucks up again. Are we keeping count? Are there any hands that have become king? Yeah, I'm sure. Like they, they, they put a lot of people with um, their successors. They probably put princes in that spot. Yeah. Well, they had like Baylor Brickspear, for example. Yeah, but he never became there. king. But he was going to. Like, I mean, that, this is the way you'd put them. You'd put her there to rule beside you. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want the guy who's going to be king after me. <laughs> that close. I feel like an accidental hmm. death may happen at any time. Well, hopefully your children love you. <laughs> I'm not talking about the children. I'm talking about the hand. Well, well I guess yeah, well, in this case it is a child, yes. But. Yeah, usually they, would put, they did put their own children in positions of power like that. Mm. Yes. Mm. No, I don't think they would put a political rival in the position of the hand. You know, I feel like it probably has only happened with the Targaryens and not with any of the other hands. I mean, certainly you keep the succession in your family, right? Hmm. Yeah, so but because he had to, he was doing this stupid way of putting his family apart. He put, sent her away. Like if she, if she's gonna rule, then she should be there, right? Right. No, absolutely. The series continuing to make bad choices. The worst choice of all is that he uh, is like, nah, I'm just gonna put Otto back in there. He's done it before. <laughs> Did an awful job, but it is what it is. Uh, so he brings. He chooses what's familiar to him. He's like, I don't want to learn a new hand. This guy's lazy. Exactly. <laughs> Um, then, of course, the grossest thing happens. Rhaenyra marries Damon. She's 23. He's 39. Nobody is happy about this. Nobody. They they might be. And here we go. Back to Septon Eustace versus Mushroom. Uh, Eustace says... (laughs) That's a battle of this. It really is. That's the real dance of dragons right there. (laughs) (laughs) Eustace claims that Rhaenyra knew that her father wouldn't approve of the match, so she married him real quickly to make sure he couldn't prevent it. Mushroom, with the seedy reason, said that uh, she was marrying for a shotgun wedding. Already had a bastard on the way. I'm going with both. (laughs) 
I'm going yeah. with column C that he forced her. Whoa, he yeah. forced her, huh? Mm. I'm going with some dark demon creeping uncle shit. Cause no. But they seem to get along. Yeah, between the princess and the queen, they seem to get along by that point. She missed so. her lessons. Yeah. I mean, the effect that he might have had, yeah, he took advantage of her earlier, and then that kind of effect in her. Maybe. Possibly. Poor Rhaenyra, I feel like she's had such a bad life. Yeah. Molested by her uncle, and then back with her uncle's not helping her later marrying him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, but the good news is she finally makes a... Targaryen-looking baby, or yeah. Aegon, Alicent mad. She yeah. takes that as a slight against her own Aegon, and uh, good. I hate her. And jokes on her. Her grandkids turn out to be some whack-ass six-fingered babies. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the grandchildren between her eldest son and her youngest child, her daughter, right? Yes. Bam. Six, for her. six fingers on one hand and six toes on both feet. And Aegon goes and has some more bastards, too. Does he? I missed that. He does. He does, yeah. Sleeps around. Okay. Okay, so then Lord Corlys, Lord of the Tithes, he gets sick. And his nephew, Vaemon Valerian, tries to pull some trees in a ship. Um, Vaemon kills him immediately. <clears throat> Body gets fed to Rhaenyra's dragon. Uh, her, of course, his treason was, you know, accusing Rhaenyra's sons of being bastards. Um, so Sir Vaemon's younger brothers, not a smart group of people, go to the king and tell Viserys what happened to plead for justice. And Viserys has their tongues pulled out for uh, brilliant move on their part, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was clapping for that. Way to go, Just, guys. Maybe the Valerians died out because they weren't that bright. Um, but in this whole debacle Viserys cuts himself on the throne we know what that means he's not worthy no true king his reign is over it's interesting to point out that Grandmaster Melos doing a terrible job of uh, doctoring and um, (laughs) assume King his hand got all gangrenous and Rhaenyra had to send over her own maester to um, amputate her father's fingers or his hand I guess no his fingers so the whole thing about uh, if you sit on the throne, you're unworthy, that can change over time. Because Viserys sat the throne for quite a few years and nothing yeah, bad yeah. ever happened to him. And then all of a sudden, shit started to go downhill and then he got cut. So yeah. like Mad King Aegon had a bad time from the beginning. Hmm. Yeah, and Ashley's right. It could have just been a coincidence, but it could have been one of those rumors that grew over time and became myth, you know? Yeah. Hall is cursed. Well, you believed it. <laughs> well, I think Karen Hall has more supporting evidence than the chair. Yeah. Well, no, the chair was made by Dragonfire. Yeah, the, the chair was probably, you know, it probably cuts people all the time, but the only time people mention it is when it's like, ooh, it's an omen. And Apparently the people of the Seven Kingdoms don't understand correlation versus causation. <laughs> That's basically what I take away from it. And my notes end saying that Viserys' life sucks and he gets old and dies and bad shit goes down. Can someone summarize this better than I did? Nope. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> um, have just more prelude to the coming storm. Basically, even even if they're not at blows yet, but almost. It's, Beautiful. Yeah, that's basically what happens. I mean, we kind of sort of condense the last four pages of that pretty quickly. But he gets old, and we know what leads, what happens, what this really leads to. Yeah, mushrooms at his deathbed, right? <laughs> mushrooms still there. Is he? Yeah, the only one who can make him laugh is Mushroom. Mm. So he claims. Uh, you guys, now when you, it mentions in here that the series is too weak to climb the steps 
of the Iron Throne. Um, you guys have seen that that picture that Martin says is more like what he imagined the Iron Throne to be, just giant stairs. Like, the stairs are actually part of the throne, that you climb up the stairs amidst all the swords and actually sit on top of it. Um, and that's my image I had in my head as I was reading that. Can't actually climb the throne. Not the stairs to the throne, but, like, the stairs are part of the throne. I have a question. What's up? Do you think that it is at all significant that um, Archmaester Gildane talks about the last people to have been with him before he died? Hmm. I was wondering that a bit when I was reading it as well. I was like, why did he? Why does he make such a point that those were the last people to see him? Because when the princess and the queen opens, it really talks about the nature of his death. It talks about the secrecy of it, right? That... On the third day of the third moon, he closed his eyes for a nap, died without waking, and it was like, it almost seemed like it was expected that the servant ran to inform Queen Alicent immediately, and just her alone. And he said, um, yeah, the manservant delivered his dire tidings directly to the queen, her alone, without raising a general alarm. The king's death had been anticipated for some time. And Queen Alicent and her party, the so-called Greens, had taken care to instruct all of the series' guards and servants in what to do when the day came. So it seemed like her preparation for the day of her husband's death was extensive and well-planned. And, of course, it could have just been because he was visibly growing weaker in his in the 129th year. Um, it seems like by the second moon of the year, he'd lost all appetite. And he was reeling from his bed. So it could have been anticipated to that respect. But I wonder if it's anything worth mentioning, if there was any foul play involved that Helena brought her children to visit. It sounds like you think there is. I don't know. I just don't know why they would point it out. Um Hmm. Yeah, I think we did mention the idea that maybe he was put away at the last... Like, he was dying anyways, but he was taking advantage of knowing when he dies. <laughs> exactly. Of course, it doesn't really say anything that would even suggest that anything... There was any foul play. It seems like a pretty chill visit. Um, and the pearl ring that uh, Viserys gives Maelor, I believe, does that play any significance in any other story? Well, unless Maelor is a two-year-old poisoner and... Oh, I'm sorry. No, mean, like, gives him, I just yeah. mean, does like that pearl ring show up any that we know of later in the history of Westeros? Not that I'm aware of. No, and it's not discussed in The Princess and the Queen at all. Okay. So it might not have been significant, but it seems like an interesting way to close this out. He was only 52. 26-year-old reign. Wicked old in Westeros. But what is he mentioning about the wildlings, giants, and wargs thing? Like, uh, we know that they went up there, but was it actually to fight anything, or is that just pure story? It was just to tell the twins about their great-great-grandfather, yeah. right? It's very made up. Hmm. Hmm. So now, Jahira, the twin, is who eventually marries Aegon third, right? To bring the two worlds back together? Is that right? Am I missing? She definitely marries, yeah. She marries one of them. I guess it's Aegon. Yeah, she marries. So, so Aegon and Helena's daughter, eldest daughter, ends up marrying Rhaenyra's and Daemon's eldest son. Yeah, and Daemon's sons and grandsons end up being on the throne, just he himself never gets to. Okay. Because he's a loser. He's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being spiteful. There we go. Quite a tale, folks. Quite a tale. I, I feel like George wanted this to be like the breakout for Daemon, but I'm like, it doesn't how many people feel like, like a story Daemon about Daemon. It feels like a story like, about the series. No, yeah. I feel like he just gets put into these. I feel like 
you know, they're like, hey, we need to sell some books. Let George put a story in here. Yeah. And so all these. Because it'll sell ten times more if it's stories. It'll sell ten times more, and everybody will get exposed to these other authors that are in this book as well. In theory, but I haven't really read any other ones. (laughs) My theory. I know. I know people make uh, claims every now and then that he's just looking to get an extra dollar, and I don't find it to be that at all. No, I I think he's he's helping out friends. Exactly. That's exactly what I believe as well. Yeah. And hey, I'll take this over nothing. I mean, we've got a good chat out of it, and it's good. I give it 3.5 out of 5. Well, certainly. I can't believe anyone would suspect that he's doing it to make more money. Dude, the guy's. Yeah, he's got enough money. Not worried about that <laughs> in any <Put> sense. <laughs> he just wants his football team to win. Yeah. That's all he wants. He just. <laughs> but, um. Oh, shoot, what was I going to say? So, I read that. Uh, the Princess and the Queen was, uh, you know, I don't know how many words it was. Um the story that we got, but when it comes out again in the worlds of ice and fire, it's actually going to be even larger. Hmm. But I wonder what gets cut out of it. Is it just, they chop off an ending to it or a beginning of it or something? Cause apparently these stories are both going to be in the worlds of ice and fire, but they're going to be larger. The uh, mushroom will be found in Septon Eustace's bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering how they got cut to be released in this form. Like what, what came out of it? Hmm. Anyway, overall, a pretty interesting read. More exposition, yeah. so it felt like something new. I yeah, it was like fun to chat with you guys about this. That's the advantage of them coming out. Yeah, i got to say, nice job, Mimi, on those, those notes yeah. there. Jesus. Yeah. I was trying to keep it straight. In fact, I had wanted to do it, actually, if I ran out of time, but I wanted to do it for Princess and the Queen as well, so I feel like I could like tie in all the events to the subsequent but novella, but I guess there was no need to do so since we went over it exhaustively. Um but yeah, I think they should have been combined together, honestly. Mm. Well, they will be in the worlds of ice and fire. Both of them are going to be in there? As far as I know, yeah. And they're going to be longer. I want to read this about every single house. Yeah. And <laughs> everything that happened in Essos. I mean, it's fascinating, really. It's just strong, strong drama. Yeah, strong drama. Honestly, I'd rather get more history than the next book. <laughs> I'm happy just what, reading about blasphemy. the blasphemy. No, you know what, Ashley? I don't blame you. I don't blame you because I'm trying, struggling. I'm struggling to remember who I care about right now at the end of Dan. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't really care that much anymore. I just, I, I like the world. What? You don't care? I mean. <laughs> the fuck? Okay. What the White Walker invasion happens? Am I going to give a damn? Not really. I like the Not court intrigue, point. and it's going to be gone. It's that court. It, you're right. It's what, the court what, intrigue. I really like it. Where, where's like my it. red hot pincers? I know. <laughs> I mean, what am I hearing? I want to hear more about the Blackfire Rebellion. <laughs> well, yeah. We will through, through the next book. Really? More about Blackfires. Yeah. If Aegon is a Blackfire. Yeah. I mean, I want to. I want. I want the history lessons. I mean, it's really starting to grow on me. This particular style of recounting it. It feels. I know this sounds stupid, but it feels realistic. Like, it feels like I'm reading history. Well, you're going to uh, have freaking field day when Worlds of Ice and Fire comes out then. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm yeah. going to really For be shit. into it. Um, but I hope the listeners liked it as well. Let let us know what you guys thought about it. Um, have we had any f- feedback so far on the forums about it? Any questions we should address and answer poorly? Uh, Vassal uh, Kingsgrave did an episode on it, and there's some sort of um, how strong theory but I don't know what it is. Tell cool, us. thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I just say things. <laughs> um, I was on the forums. Where did they go? No, I was reading well, through the forums. I didn't see anything. 
No, not much. They're chatting about it, but there's not much. There's a lot of... Um, did you guys think Strong was a bastard name when you were reading it? Hmm. Is it not? No. Strong is a noble house. Yeah, it's a oh, house. must be like Swift. Just haven't heard it in a while. A lot of people... Okay. Uh, there, there was a lot of talk on the forum. People were confused, and they're like, I thought Strong was a bastard name. I could have sworn it was. I think but we got to mix up with Stone. Yeah, strong, storm, stone, snow, and sand. So yeah, strong could easily get mixed up in there. Yeah, but wasn't it a house that was not established at the beginning of this? And it rose, or it was the minor house that just rose to power? House Strong of Harrenhal was a noble house in the Riverlands. Their seat. Never was mind. <laughs> like the other families who have been in possession of Harrenhal, their family died out. According to the semi-canon sources, they're blazing, they blazon their arms with a triple word I can't understand, blue, red, and green on white. They were the fourth house to hold Harrenhal. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, Sir Robert Strong, right? Yes. That, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if that had a connection at all. If, I think it, it was supposed to be, like, there's name. a family that died out, and now this guy's another Strong has come back. Why would Quyburn name him? Who's holding Harrenhal at this time? The Holy 100 Peter. or the Holy 87 or something? I mean, he, Peter is under Peter's name, but... I don't know who's there. The Holy People. The Knights Militant? No, it's, it's, it's the Holy People, like the, the guys who were sent there by Jamie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Didn't they get... Something bad happened at the end or something we heard? Or at Harrenhal? Yeah, because it's cursed. Yeah, I thought another thing happened bad there with the, the, the Holy People. Hmm. I would be interested in, in hearing why everyone thinks that reanimated Gregor is, is uh, named Robert Strong in particular. Kyburn's a fan of history. Yeah. He's joking. Yeah, well, I feel like there would be a reason for that. Maybe him and Cersei are going to get it on. <laughs> They're going to have some strong babies. Gross. <laughs> Kyburn wants to. I mean, maybe possibly because the strong line has died out. That nobody can say any better. Yeah, yet. nobody can say any better, and he can't have a bastard name if he's going to be on the yeah. the uh, Kingsguard, right? <laughs> I don't know. Duncan the Tall seems to be the only one who doesn't who isn't of noble birth who's ever been on the the Kingsguard. Yeah. Really, I could have sworn there were more men appointed to the Kingsguard who weren't of noble birth. I don't know. That's a good question. I I, I don't know off the top of my head. There's got to be throughout history. It seems. You know, you think it was a big mistake for Rainra to have, like, all these bastards? Like, it's just hurting her claim. There's plenty. There's. Pl- I'm looking at a whole list of just random ass men who became Lord Commander as bastards. <clears throat> well, you're uh, a... Are you? Really? Well, okay, two so far. <laughs> 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 Sir Addison Hill and Sir Robert Flowers. Uh, the Greatheart. He Is Hill a bastard him. name? Yes. Hill? Yes. Mm-hmm. It might have been uh, high bastards, like, or, or, I mean, I mean, not high bastards, but like from noble fathers or something, and they had to put them somewhere. Like, they weren't complete. They had some. Yeah, noble if, they, blood. if they had a, a, the, those names, that means that they have some noble blood in them. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, so I think we did a pretty thorough yeah. review uh, of the events that happened, even if we didn't get into the details of what everything might have meant, but. I think it was an interesting read. I think um, Mushroom is gross, and nobody likes Damon. And <laughs> I think that's probably the general consensus. On so the scorpions team. for Damon? <laughs> yeah, basically. I was I was really hoping he would be a cool rogue, given the nature of this anthology. I was hoping he would seem pretty dashing, kind of like a Robin Hood, but he was not any of that. So, 
Martin, you'll let us down. <laughs> uh, let us know what you guys think. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, the forums. Um, tell us what you thought about this, if you liked it better than The Princess and the Queen, or if you're crazy like me and Ashley and would rather get more history than the continuation <laughs> of the series proper. Um, Kyle, anything else? No, you said it all. You can find us at podcastoficeandfire.com. All right, thanks so much for listening to yet another episode of the Podcast of Ice and Fire. Everyone have a good night. See you next time. Good evening. Almost one. Fuck my life. Okay. Nice. <laughs> All right. Good job, guys. I had a good recording session with y'all. I should make notes more often. It makes me feel like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, thank God, because I didn't know what the hell was happening. <laughs> it is really confusing. the The way the events played out in this was just it just wasn't super cohesive. Um, but it was. But good. Yeah, yeah. Let me know if you need help editing. I mean, okay. But I think it was a pretty smooth episode. Oh, I think it's smooth. Uh, let me just throw a thank you to a guy named Alan, who's one of our listeners who hosted me for a day before I went to Anime North. So that, that was nice. And I played uh, with this gaming group, the board game. So thanks for hosting me. Oh, and thank you to everyone who's donated recently. Um, that was really nice of y'all. I am still in the process of getting letters out to people. So uh, <coughs> don't throw my mail away. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll be good. Uh, I think this recorded, so if I need a file, that you know. Okay. Yeah, my file looks like it recorded oh, pretty yeah, well, too. I, I got a recorder now, too, so I recorded it, too. Look at that, you guys. We have four copies now. You know, you used to always be so perilous. I think we are getting our shit together. Yeah. Well, did you listen to the robot Six episode later. last week? No. Oh, that was like the worst no, no, audio no, ever. Don't fucking tell me that. You didn't? Oh, Mimi, you got to listen to that. Just listen 54 to the minutes intro. of robots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, and then it goes to good audio after that. Which is good. I will do a chapter reread with you guys soon. <coughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Yeah. Good night. If, if we're all four of us recording, too, that's good because if we ever do have a big audio difference, I can take all four files and put them together. And uh, if they're all recorded in stereo, and usually like I can balance the audio. Sounds so. like fun. Awesome. All right. Going to uh, yeah. So we'll do the those have those people on the. Like the people you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, two, two or three of them, probably just two of them. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I'll come up with something, some fun game to play with you guys. So hopefully uh, we can have three of us and two of them, and I, I can host a little uh, two-on-two trivia or something. Cool. All right, now so you're heading away, right? To cons for uh, a few weeks. Yeah, the next two weekends I'm away. Okay. Have fun. Yeah. Awesome, yeah have fun. There you go. Um, kick ass. Yeah, doing a bunch of Game of Thrones stuff at the second one. Nice. Nice. Do it up. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> All right, Ashley, you got to get back to bed, right? No, I I woke up. Oh. This is this is my morning now. <laughs> I don't know this. I don't understand your schedule. So. <laughs> oh, I I get up at 10 p.m. usually, and uh, yeah, finish work at seven, and go to bed around three in <laughs> the afternoon. Seven. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Do you have a smartphone, Ashley? No. I am anti-phone. You have a... Uh, so, okay. I have a really crappy cell phone that I'm really seriously debating just chucking out the window. 
<laughs> okay, so I was just curious because I, um, I didn't know what your capabilities were for quick replies and emails and stuff. So pretty much if you're not at your house, you don't get it, your emails. I'm a Facebook person, yeah. Um, usually when I go somewhere, I, I can get Facebook access at a hotel usually. But, yeah. but you don't have it um, in your pocket. No. That's what I'm saying. So you have to actually be at a computer. Okay. Yeah. But most of the places I go are Tim Hortons or Chapters, which both have free Wi-Fi. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right, cool. everybody. I guess okay. good night then. Good night. All right. Have a good time at your uh, conventions. Thank you. Now I'm off to sewing. Cool.